0: our seventh episode, although, although there, is, there is there is some dispute around the room because because I can't really remember what episode we're on. Yeah. but I yeah. turned up, so I don't really know what more Dan expects at this point.
1: I, I expect you to get absolutely cuckoo crazy off that bake. party because I am back on bake party because we are back Something at like the
0: beautiful be the change. Yes, um, of drinking all of the all of the bake
1: party. But I don't know what everyone
0: else has. People have various contraptions around the table. Dan, what are you drinking this month?
1: I am drinking an almond cappuccino with extra because, you know, oh. Oh. <laughs> Okay, so we're we'll for a treat
0: in the next two hours.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I might might not end up bouncing around the room, might end up running through the car park opposite us. Who knows? I basically do not know what is going to happen. No,
0: I don't think it happens in the next two hours. Exactly. Oh, that's exactly, And exactly. um, really what are you drinking?
1: I am drinking a mocha with
0: hazelnut oh. milk. Hazelnut milk. You will notice that um, none of us are on dairy milk. No. For obvious reasons. Beaver <laughs> Change is a vegan cafe. Yeah. But not in like a pretty vegan way, like in an all inclusive vegan way, and they do beautiful things here, so it is worth paying a visit. Mm-hmm. Um our guest this yeah. segue. Um Segway. Uh, our guest is on green tea. This mm-hmm. is maybe the healthiest option out of
1: all of this. <laughs> That's healthy. Um, yeah, what are you gonna
0: It's the weekend um, like
1: we can't, we can't not be not be healthy, did that come out right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it depends on what you're trying to say.
1: <laughs> Goodness <laughs> only knows. Guys, you should know by now. I have no idea what comes I out of my mouth. I mean, I
0: live with Jeez. Dan and wordsmith, not talking. This is better. just how he <laughs> is, don't mind
1: him. <laughs> Goodness knows. Um, our
0: guest is on green tea and um, formal introduction.
1: Drum roll because we do need it. This is very serious. Um,
0: uh, our guest yeah. is yeah. the yeah. esteemed yeah. poet yeah. and Worcestershire yeah. Poet Laureate. <laughs> Dame, Maggie Doyle.
1: Hello. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Dame, Maggie Doyle. See, we bring right. in all the big guns. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no expense spared. No. Um, welcome to the podcast, Maggie. Thank you so Excellent. much. Thank Delighted you. to be here. Thank you for
0: coming to hang out with us for a couple of hours. It's an absolute Thank pleasure. You. I hope. <laughs> You've just got to put it with our craziness. I mean, we can edit that out if you need <laughs> us to <laughs> at the end. Can we? Um... Sure, why not. <laughs> so I'm like, we can edit it out. I have no idea how Dan gets this stuff online. I just leave him to. I'm just here. I've arrived. Right. <laughs> uh, um, so we are no, going to talk all things bookish um, yeah. and all things biscuitish. Is so, that even a word? Yeah. Are, are you, you know, I mean, making a word? Shakespeare today. can coinster. True yeah. that. Okay, yeah, we'll let you on. <laughs> A myself She's with so Shakespeare, don't use yeah. me. Um, so we're going to talk about all things um, bookish and biscuitish, um, and we are also going to pin Maggie down for a conversation about her latest writing project. She's only just Maggie, found that out. <laughs> Maggie literally paused like mid-sip during, during that announcement. Yes.
1: <laughs> and can we also say that as well as being awesome producing lovely drinks, either change is dog friendly. Oh, yeah. It is
0: dog friendly, so we're recording with <laughs> two absurdly beautiful dogs next to us right now. <laughs> we'll be getting um, a lot of fuss and I, I've taken photos so it will
2: be and if we get distracted, we can't be held
0: responsible. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: let just deal with it. Yeah, completely. So you
1: know, yeah, you'll just have to put up with what you get this lunch. Break. If you hear barking, it's not us as, as may or may not be previously thought. Is there, a bar- <laughs> is
0: there a barking mad pun to be made there?
1: Yes, okay. referring to me. Mm-hmm. I, I let you have I that so Yeah. Yeah. Um, so okay.
0: be the changes dog friendly yes. and yes. vegan friendly yes. and non-vegan yes. friendly because you don't have to be like, Oh, well, I eat meat, so I can't go there. Yep. Um, so it is a beautiful space, and we're very, very grateful that they're letting us come and hang out here for a moment. Absolutely, we love them.
1: An answer yeah,
0: them. And answer. Yeah, yeah. Um, is a good being. He's a good, a good human, uh, bean. good human being. Um, um, so we're going to go and load up on all of the Be the Change products. I thought we
1: could say load up on all the beans then. <laughs> I was That's like, big. what are <laughs> getting? Get jelly mean, beans? Would <laughs> I mean,
0: we do have beans, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we can load up on all of the all of the Be The Change products and beans, um, and then we are going to come back and start our <laughs> formal, I'm doing air quotes because you can't see, but we'll start our formal discussion with Maggie after, What's formal? A, after a little introductory break. Indeed, we will be right back. <laughs> So we are back and we all have uh, industrial sized teapots, well Matt, Maggie and I have industrial sized teapots, Dan they, and, and Rie are fully doped up on their caffeine, yeah. um, aren't these the best teapots? They are I said, I, said, I said this to Maggie, I was like I'm absolutely set for the next six cups of tea totally ready for the next half an hour of conversation.
1: Honestly, they are beautiful. like I think you... they
0: have have the best teapots. Do you remember uh, the owl one? Yes. Oh my That was oh a really gosh. good teapot. All of us wanted to uh, <laughs> back pocket that teapot yeah. and take it that, home with it us. Well, I have come with a big hand. Though. Oh, you're ready for it. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to order
1: another pot of tea <laughs> and <regret> the <laughs> owl teapot. And then just what, sneakily carry yeah, it out? Yeah, and
0: be like, no, it didn't. It didn't arrive with us. No? This. It, it never... We bought this owl in with us.
1: Yeah, it, it was just <laughs> fluttering around ceramically.
3: Um, <laughs> I went to the poetry pharmacy oh, nice. um, a few weekends ago and Deborah Alma there she serves her tea and her coffee and they've all got beautifully um, eloquent names after writers and oh. poets and everything so you know you, you don't just get a cafe latte or what have you, you know, I won't tell you, you'll have to go and see it for yourself we will. yep
1: this is just another excuse for us yeah, to take that yeah, road trip <laughs> she doesn't
3: have Teapots, coffee oh. pots. So you'll have to go and find out how she sounds them. Oh, okay. Them as well. I'm intrigued already. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's this a place. it was like walking into an unwritten scene of Harry Potter.
1: Oh my gosh all the reasons why we need to go and yeah. visit this yeah. place yeah
0: many many reasons we should do like a tbv special i think so the next time we do like a recommended read episode we should just do a road trip and go up to the poetry pharmacy and see if deb will
1: have us for a morning yeah I thought she would. Yeah. yeah we we could do it yeah. yeah we could absolutely do it who's hoping deb listens to this <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> please, please, put me eyes.
3: One of my um, incarnations is part of the decadent Poetry Divas, mm-hmm. and that is our next road trip.
0: Oh, nice!
3: nice. Yes, so we we'll
0: practice, think and uh, just enjoy the scenery. Yeah, yeah. it looks like a really beautiful space from all of the stuff that I've seen on social yeah. media. Yeah. And she's lovely.
1: Yeah, mm. yeah Deb is lovely. We we love all the good human beings. Oh god,
0: there are so many good people in the poetry community. Mm. It's really encouraging. Yeah,
1: (laughs) faith in humanity percentage, like 1% restore, (laughs) but it's a key percentage.
0: (laughs) Um, So something that Dan and I um, are going to do this month by request on my part, because I'm in love with the book that I'm reading at the minute, um, is we're going to start off by saying what novels we're currently reading. Um, And earlier this week, um, I very nearly made myself late for something because I stayed in for a
1: postman delivery to make sure that I got this book. You got a book? I mean, that's the best kind of postman delivery, isn't
0: it? Yeah. I was so ready for it and I was like, I can afford to be 10 minutes late, it's fine. Um, So I stayed in just so I could take it to work with me, knowing that I wouldn't be able to start reading it, but somehow I just wanted to have it. (laughs) Um, And the book in question is Bella by R. M. Francis. um, which uh, is published by Wild Press Books and it came out on Friday, so it's oh wow, literally half the press. Wow, that um, really is hot. So I got it publication day because Wild Press Books are crazy efficient with distributing their stuff, and I think I might have only ordered it on Wednesday. Um, and and their promise was it will get there by publication day, so I was like, right, postman, <laughs> I am here for it. <laughs> um, and it is essentially a book about who put Bella in the witch elm, and for anyone who isn't like West Midlands local, um, it's a not. Nice to the story of when a young woman's body was found inside a tree um, in the in the black country area and there's there's so so many question marks about how it even happened and who she was and who's responsible for it and there were all of these you, you know what it's like when stuff like this happens it gets absorbed into like urban urban myth of that
1: of I was gonna say has that happened recently? <laughs> um,
0: I mean it was only like 50s yeah Yeah. okay i mean the 50s that this happened um and we're getting to the point where i would almost go as far as to say that there were like conspiracy theories around yes um so bella is the name that's that's kind of commonly given to the to the woman that they found in the tree (laughs) um and Francis, it feels weird calling him by a surname. Yeah, um, we
1: always introduce, well, we Rob. always know him. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: in Rob's novel, he's he's um, delivering like black country narratives from people who, in one way or another, have been exposed to, to this myth. Um, and whether it's like they were in the first generation of people who found out about what happened, or whether they're a few generations on and they've heard alternative narratives about who the woman is and how she got there and all of that sort of stuff and it's written from loads of different narrative perspectives and some of the narrative perspectives are written in the black country dialect and there's just so much about this book that i already love and i'm only around 50 pages in um but it is only around 180 pages altogether so 50 (laughs) pages is is quite a dent really isn't it yes um but yeah it's beautiful and i'm Mm. really enjoying it and i will be updating people on the gram and on the twitter once i've finished it and the book Book. Facebook. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, on the on the book too. Yeah, don't put the book <laughs> out. Um, um to let people know like what my final verdict is when I get to the end of it. But it's so beautiful and I heartily recommend it.
1: I have to say just on that cover alone, which is like just like you've gone into I don't know, something out of a Tim Burton film. Yeah, it is, the
0: cover it, is mad forestry, is isn't yeah. it? You'd, you'd have to buy it purely for the cover. Yeah. Absolutely,
1: that's what I was drawn straight mm. into it just by that beautiful cover design.
0: Yeah, it's definitely one of those. Um, so, 10 out of 10 would recommend so far.
1: And you're only 50 pages and in? And I'm only 50 pages <laughs> in.
0: Um, so yeah, that's my m- recommended read for the month. Nice. But following on
3: for Isn't it brilliant when you read something that's not in the conventional style? Like you were saying this, um, the the different approaches in this book. And I remember reading, I can't remember who the author was, but it was called The Wrong Boy. Okay. And it is an absolutely brilliant book. And there is a whole uh, chapter that's written in poetry. Wow. It's about this lad who writes everything in letters in his diary to Morrison he never sends them but whatever happens in the day he writes down and it's how an adult views what this boy does what he says and how the adults interpret it but actually, it's totally different to the actual
0: events. That sounds really interesting. It's a fabulous book. Pity I can't remember the author. We'll dig it out. We yeah. can dig it out. Yeah, yeah.
1: we'll yeah. dig it out. If there's anything we're good at, it's researching and digging yeah. around for yeah. authors.
0: But but it's we'll around certainly around. worth a read. It's a holiday read. Okay. Yeah. I very recently read. I'm hijacking this now, like an like an alternative <laughs> narrative thread. Um, but um, "Grief Is the Thing with Feathers" by Max Porter, and it's wild like it's but but it's but you know but in a this is something special way eh? and i've had it for ages but there's a lot of there was a lot of hype around it when it first came mm. out and i'm always really mindful mm-hmm. of books that everyone says you should read this book yeah. because because it's like sometimes yeah. tosh
1: do you do you like it because it's the sense that yeah. you have to like this yeah. book so it's yeah. not authentic you're not loving it for what it is yeah completely
0: yeah. so i was so i bought it but was very mindful of reading it um, but I read it last month, um, and and it's just beautiful, and it's largely written in kind of a poetic style that set out almost like small dramatic monologues, I mm. suppose. And it's from so so the so the narrative is about um, a man whose wife passes away, and he is left with two boys, and um, the man is researching Ted Hughes's Crow.
1: Wow. Um,
0: so and so to kind of complement that as like a it's all i guess like a shared hallucination almost um or or a very real visit depending on what you're reading of the text is but like the crow open quote close quote visits them during their grief mm-hmm. so like the crow also has a narrative voice that's sometimes quite discombobulated and sometimes really on the nose about human experience um, and it's it's a very short book um, but it was just beautifully written, but in a very unconventional mm. narrative style. To the point that I don't really know what it is. Like I wouldn't say that it's a novel because it doesn't feel right to call it a novel mm. somehow. But it's also not a poetry collection. Um,
1: it's a novel-tree connection. Yeah. Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure why not? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Let's go. Let's go with that. I- I'm basically just. You know, mashing words together. Yes,
0: you dare have a go at me for using the word this <laughs> again.
1: Fair point, and that is also recorded and live. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, so I think we're even now. Um, One all <laughs> But yeah, grief is the thing with feathers would be another recommended read for me.
1: I'm so sorry, Dan, what are you reading this month? Um well I'm trying to actually get back into the reading game because I I've gone through like this I don't know I don't know if there's a proper term for it, but I've gone through like a drought of reading. Like reader's block yeah that's probably a good way reader and writer's block way uh, look like, all at once all all often <laughs> uh, anything with words in i can't even speak words lately so you know you know there's that as well that's fair um, but one i am very keen to continue reading i started it uh maybe a few months ago um because i'd always wanted to read it um but it's the celestine prophecy by james redfield oh
0: i think i remember you mentioning this
1: yeah it's um it's quite a spiritual i mean anyone who knows me knows the, you know, I love spirituality, uh, philosophy, all of those kind of things, um, and Celestine Prophecy was one of those books that I was always kind of drawn to and felt I had to read, but um. never sort of got around to it, and I started reading it, like I say, probably just before Christmas, um, got about 150-ish pages okay, in. Quite a yeah, um, so it's about the, this journey that this professor goes mm. on, um, and is to find the sort of manuscript and uncover what this manuscript is all about and obviously it's quite a secretive manuscript Um, if you think of sort of underground cults and that kind of thing it's kind of got that element about it but not quite Um, and obviously the manuscript is all about the, the rules of spirituality and the laws that spiritualism should follow but that's about as far as I've got I think at the moment he's in South America somewhere and I want to say either Chile or Peru Okay. Um, I feel like it's more Peru but I could be completely wrong um, but the book itself um, it, was, it was one of those where once I got going I was in full flow yeah. you can't physically put it down um, and I'm quite keen on just reading that kind of book at the moment, anything to do with um, spirituality, paranormal, anything in that sort of vein I'm all all over that like a seagull on chips. So (laughs) so, yeah, throw that one in there.
0: But, yeah, that's my recommended read once I actually Would continue reading. Which Maybe we them. can do, like, a recommended read part two next
1: month when we've both finished what we're reading. I, <laughs> think, so. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: think so. I think yeah. so. Maggie, where are you at with books right now? Are you reading anything good or have you recently read anything good? Um, I'm rereading something,
3: and it is a Sutan's End, uh, <coughs> She of Adrian Mole and his diary, and it's called The Woman Who Went to Bed for a Year. Oh, yes. And it's just so funny and so <laughs> uplifting. And it's one of those books that you can pick up, read for a quarter of an hour, and then think, oh, yeah, OK. That, that, you know, yeah. it gives you a little lift. So that's ongoing. Um, uh, you talking about The Crow, I've also got a book on my bedside by a friend of mine who's uh, from Cyprus, and it's called the night the owl cried and the owl apparently is their symbol of foreboding oh, right, okay. and right, okay. so, uh, but it, it's historic as well it's not about what went on in Cyprus in the, the early 60s and what have you so that's ongoing too what I tend to do is save books and for the first two days of a holiday don't talk to me because I've got these books to get through so you know that, that is my holiday uh, but the most recent one that I read and would totally recommend is called 44 Scotland Street and it's by a guy called Alexander McCall Smith and he also wrote the number one ladies detective yeah, agency. I thought, when you said the name, I thought, yeah. oh, that rings a bell. Yeah. But the Scotland Street Story, uh, it was first published as a serial. Uh, it's based in Scotland, and it went out every weekday for six months. And there were, it's about a, a sort of tenement block of the various people that live within it. But there's, there's three people in particular there's a, a very um, false mother who wants the very best for her son, and she sends him to the best school. And you know he's he's learning yoga at six months, and he can play the violin when he's ten months. And so, you know,
1: it's life my, goals. Yeah, my
3: Bertie, my Bertie can do this, and he's a hateful
0: little
1: child. It's <laughs> all right. You could actually swear on this podcast if you so wish. Yeah,
0: I don't know that anyone. Ha- oh, we must have done. Oh, we have. Oh, I have accidentally. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think I think ballsy might have done. Yeah. Yeah, probably once or twice. So you're more like. Ah, fine. You <laughs> can call him a little shape if you want to. There <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we go. You know, yeah, no, it takes seven episodes for you to break. Yeah, there you go. You've yeah, obviously read.
2: Right?
3: <laughs> but it's about a young girl who leaves home and she, um, she gets a room in this block and she fancies the guy opposite and oh it all goes sour but it's. I don't know if you've ever seen the film The Yellow Rolls-Royce. I
2: haven't, you know, actually, and, and that
3: sort of picks up different characters. It travels all all around the... I don't know whether it's continental continent or the world now, but that picks up adventures and stories and backstories to a lot of people that um, own it during the course of its life. And this is similar. It's, it's behind the curtains. Okay. Yeah, and it's really good. You, you can't actually... Guess at what's going to happening a lot of the time. So, so was it? So it was published daily. It was, was it published daily for six months. So were they published as short stories or uh, novel
0: extracts?
3: It was sort of a, a serial okay. serialization, and I think it became so popular that he's just gone on writing and writing and writing and writing. And writing. Uh, some of the characters have had spin-offs about them, like Bertie, he's this obnoxious child.
1: Uh, <laughs> She's doing so well not to swear. We will, we, I think we will make her drop the F-bomb or something like that. <laughs>
0: lordy, Lordy. <laughs> I don't I have i ever heard Maggie say
3: that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I totally recommend it. Uh, this poor child undergoes psychiatric treatment, I think, when he's about six. Oh, my God. Because he's perfectly normal. And then of course the mother starts having an affair with the psychiatrist, but can't tell you know, anymore. <laughs> more. Spoiler it, alert! It, it would
0: spoil it, but <laughs> it's certainly worth a read. It sounds packed. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. All in short stories, and yeah. that is incredible. Yeah,
0: really like the idea of a of a serialisation. Serialisation. Oh. Um, well said. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm tricked over my own tongue then. Um, but that's. Like old school writing, isn't it? Like yes. that makes me yeah. think of, like, you know, like Dickens and Penny Judgibles and yeah. all that sort of stuff yeah. where you ju- you just had to sit and wait. Mm. Although having it daily, I don't especially you have to sit and wait for that long for the no. next instalment. Um, but I like the idea of having it yeah. in bits and pieces yeah. rather than being able to consume it all in one go. I was at um, a book sale with a friend yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, what was the record number of books that you've come back with? Oh. Um, eight. on oh, her eight. I had okay. That's not too so, bad. After I don't think it. that's too bad. Yeah. And okay. it's only seven, really, because one of them I bought for a friend. Yeah. Okay. So Just that so hardly, count. that yeah. hardly counts. Um. I'd completely forgotten ah. my point, but I've got it back now. Um. I pointed out to her a David Nichols novel. And, uh, and she said, oh, I've got it, got it, but I haven't read it, title of our memoir. Um, but she said that she had read Us by David Nichols, which is a, a really, really beautiful book. I would heartily recommend it. Um, but David Nichols takes sort of like three to four years to write a novel, which is fair. Mm-hmm. Um... But when he releases them, I read that novel in two to three days, wow. and then have to wait three to four years. So, so in many ways, it would be really nice if someone just said, "No, you can have four chapters every six months or yeah. something," or you know, arbitrary figures. Um, but if someone said, "We're going to release this one in drips and draughts, and yeah. you will have it as and as and when," and and I feel like it makes you appreciate it in a different way than if you can just sit and binge it and then just think oh that was nice and and sort of pass it on to the next person
3: i I can do that as well but you get to um if you're reading a particularly good book you get to that stage and you think i want to know what happens but i don't want to read anymore because i don't want to get to the end of the book and you're talking which way do you go yeah so it's nice to binge um You know, I I like the Mills and Boons rubbish. I love it. And I was absolutely amazed, I read somewhere ages ago, that the sort of hardcore for the M6 is made up of Mills and Boons (laughs) books.
0: Oh my God, it is not, really. How true it is, I don't know, but yes.
1: Okay, yes. this is research. You
0: two, you yep. two keep talking. I'm going, do quick, <laughs> I'm going to do a quick
1: Google. I need to fact check this. While Charlie's fact checking.
0: <laughs> well,
3: I also found out. I went back to my old school many years after I'd left. Um, they were trying to. Um, what well, they were? They weren't trying to. They were encouraging women into all sorts of industry and uh, careers. And at I got to sit in the staff room with the teachers, and some of them were God, the teachers really when just... I'd been there. Um, but I, I found out that one who was my, at one point, my English teacher was a Mills and Boone writer. No way! Out of school and she was, you know, it was twin set pearls, thick glass, stockings, yeah. brogues, Mills and Boon. you! Like,
1: you, you! Yeah. <laughs> like, it makes you see them in a very different light. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> How's that fact-checking go- going, Charlie?
0: It's going pretty well, but I'm horrified by some of the things that I found.
1: Um, Quickly search history. Yeah. <laughs> no,
0: no. Um, so on wikivisually.com
1: that trusted source. Which seems legit.
0: Um, <laughs> I found an entry that says 2.5 million books, including many Mills and Boone novels, were pulped to can. make hardcore for the M6. Yeah.
1: And Anything there you else
0: go. I can help you with. That. <laughs> Thank you. That enough. might actually be my favourite fact for the day. So now I think I'm done.
1: Yeah, <laughs> okay. I'm now going to look at the M6 yeah. in a very different light. Yeah. And I never thought I'd hear myself say I that.
0: Know. How mad that you're driving <laughs> over that many books. <laughs>
1: I mean, I yeah. know no, you're not. It's not like yeah, they're stacked yeah. underneath
0: it. But also, um, how awesome would that be? Yeah, yeah that would be awesome. Especially if you could see it from the outside, yeah. yes. like if they'd left it open or glassed it in or something, so you would be able
3: but to. But imagine if you'd written some of those. Would you oh. be impressed? Oh, that would be crushing. Yeah. No pun intended.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. Might yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be a little pun intended. But <laughs> picture? <laughs> yeah, but it is now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh gosh, we're bringing out the puns already. Oh, Charlie, yes. how much of that tea have you had?
0: I'm oh, nowhere near enough. Yeah. Oh, I feel like I might never get through this tea party, to be totally honest. I've
3: got so excited, I've got the tea strainer. on. <laughs> I've
0: got cabbage in the bottom. Of it. <laughs> Oh
1: gosh! See, this is what happens on our podcast, isn't yeah. it? We we forget how to drink tea and learn random facts about London, those <laughs> right, <isn't> <laughs>
0: Good morning, so far. Uh, yeah, book. Really is. Literally, Myrtle. <laughs> um, I have um, <clears throat> a follow up question.
2: Um,
0: only because you mentioned that you're you're rereading something. Do you yeah. feel like you're quite a big re Um, no. Um, I don't have time anymore.
1: What is that time? I mean it's yeah, yeah. abstract
0: concept, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> um, when you
1: found um, a t shirt.
3: I, th- I think I've probably got a few years on you guys. Um, but the the thing, the books that I like that I can't quite remember. Okay. I may reread. But as I say, it's time. There are so yeah, many books about yeah. that I want to read that I haven't read that they take priority. So
0: I feel like I know <clears> quite a few people that will, will go I like I suppose there's a difference between rereading and going back to a book isn't mm. there because I will, because I'm a, a hideous animal, I will mark up things in books um, sometimes even in pen Oh, there, oh I, gosh! There, I said it
1: I think um, we, just, we just destroyed our guest, how could you? I, I also,
0: I'm sorry, I can't continue with this podcast I can't be affiliated
1: with these <laughs>
0: <laughs> to me, ooh, no, <laughs> and I've got
3: lots of friends and they will turn the corners down yeah I'm and those. the first thing they same. do is yeah. open the spine
2: yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah oh, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, i can hear the book <laughs> yeah. screaming don't do that
3: you would not know i would read a book when i finish with it and my daughter's the same you Just can tell way.
2: you can tell me and charlie are academics because oh yeah you, break, people, that, break, you break that, sponge break, break sponge that the spine here, like turn corners you like underline things. what are you saying here
1: <laughs> <laughs> the academics are evil to books. You know
0: um, what? You're on your own. You fix this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah. Um Well, it's not even just—it's not even just stuff that I will go back to for research. Like I very recently read um, *Wild Embers* by Nikita Gill, which is a really good poetry collection, um, and I again have this habit of turning down the pages of poems that I think I will want to come back to, mm-hmm. it's every other bloody page, mm-hmm. um, honestly I would say a good half if not more of the collection is, is doggied because, because really it's there. stuff that I want to be able to come it's back to yeah. and that's the same reason why I, I, I again, I recently read, it's I've done really so well with my like short books yeah. over, the last, over the last six weeks or so, um, and one of the things that I read was um, the Any first the um, Killing no, Eve no, novel yeah. oh. um, so codenamed Villanelle by Luke Jennings, yes, yeah. which is much better than a TV series, really? just by the by. Mm-hmm. And um, there's an extract in that that I found um, so intriguing, I suppose, that I that I like bracketed it off with pen because it was the only thing that I had to hand.
1: Um, Disapproving. Um, so, uh, yes. yes. I've
0: got that.
2: Post-it notes with a little. Sometimes I do
0: have <gasps> post-it notes as well.
2: Me and post-it notes don't have a good relationship. I find that them. Um, I don't know why. I don't know what it is. I know, a reason. I, like I
0: just don't trust them. You
2: know. <laughs> I don't trust them. Like they eng- Honestly, the end. Honestly, amount of times I put post-it notes like you know tight. Yeah. Try to. Yeah. And then next thing I know, the post-it
0: notes are gone. Post-it notes are gone. You've lost your page, You've lost whatever was on the post-it. And note. then I'm
2: really upset and rude for the rest of the game
3: about yeah. it. <laughs> I shouldn't really uh, get at you though because I remember I was lucky enough to go on a tour of the library at the top of Worcester Cathedral. Oh wow, wow. that that is fantastic. And I I held a book that had been to the Crusades. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. Was, um, Did you have to like glove up for No, a no none of that nonsense oh. at all. And it was only a tiny little book and it was all medicines and potions and everything just in case the king or any of his attendants came down with something. This doctor on board, you know, for the trip, he'd got all these things written down. But we also obviously looked at um, work that the monks and the friars had done. And there were doodles.
0: Doodles in the margins. Proper doodles. (laughs) Vindicated.
1: Okay, so if it's good enough for the monks, it's Yeah, a yes. yeah, Okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I'm
0: saying.
2: That <laughs> makes me feel better about yeah. my, about my book habit. <laughs> yeah. I'm
3: not encouraging you, but I'm saying you know it's not novel. It's, it's not novel. You. Sorry. Oh. oh.
1: She's here all week. Be nicely done
2: Maggie
1: <laughs> Oh. Ooh. And Maggie's now destroyed the <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just tea. Almost my, tea
2: over the shelf. not earlier I ended up spilling
0: my coffee. And... Which is oh, yeah, that was our first spillage of the day. Mm. <laughs> yeah,
1: which is kind of dangerous. And piece of cabbage. The
0: cabbage. The cabbage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, that's the lesson of having to use a strainer.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we've covered reading and rereading. Yeah. Um. Do you want to cover biscuits or do you want to cover writing?
1: I think we should hold off on the biscuits. Oh, you want to build tension? I want to build tension. Mm. We always build tension. <gasps> so you've got time to
2: think now about what what your go-to
0: biscuit is. I know what my go-to biscuit oh. is. Oh, yes. Oh, oh. I also know what Maggie's go-to yes. biscuit is, so I'm yeah. very chill about the situation. Yes, then. yeah. yeah. Although I,
3: <clears throat> I can be easily swayed.
0: Go for
1: the hobnob. Sorry, who said that? that was... Don't
0: make me hit you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: For those of you who don't know, that dead air then was just me giving. The Charlie. Lettuce, <laughs> just saying, yes, yes. You
2: know, I made a point. I made a point again. Uh, it must have been a few days ago. Because oh, yeah. um, we have in our flat there are digestives. Yes. And, and other kind of biscuits like you know, the lotus. Um, lotus biscuits. Yes. We got got That's a there. good biscuit. And then, I, and then I made the point to Dan. Dan, I haven't seen any hobnobs inside, and you call yourself. A
1: hobnob fan. Mm. Oh god, the disapproving looks Next. So I'm now Next. getting. So you're going to be
0: telling me that you've got custard creams in the house?
1: No. Oh no, well, I, I will buy
0: Creams. So I will buy them at some point and then, yeah. I'm gonna plant them and then I'm gonna come and take a picture
3: of it and be like, this is what he actually eats.
0: But you know, that's <gasps> one of the few biscuits I can't buy? What, custard Creams? Yeah. Yes! I think they're <laughs> an excellent biscuit. I do yeah. like,
2: I do like them. But honestly, and then straight after I said it, it's only then that he decides to go and buy a packet. Um, so what does that tell you? I mean,
1: that I hadn't got around to buying Hobnobs? No, no, <laughs> I mean, we've been in the
2: flat a month, okay? Yeah. A month. Yeah, obviously. I've bought the several packets make. of, awesome. of digestive.
0: Yes. yes, I've got like the you know the uh, bumper packs, like you know the <laughs> two like I taking my biscuit eating
2: seriously. <laughs> um, okay, me and digestives. I, I love all kind of digestives But Dan, I will send you
3: details of a book my daughter bought <laughs> me on Mother's Day, biscuits. and it's all about biscuits. Oh, nice.
1: Oh, yeah, yes. that over, putting yes. that our way. That could be on recommended
0: read. <laughs> I really, <yeah. laughs> really like, you know, the digestives that have got caramel in them. Oh, yes, Oh, yes, I'm yes, so yes. here for those, that they are the best variety We of have digestive. so many,
2: honestly, I, I have so many digestives in our household. I don't know Sam, who's only to sports. Hobnobs. Mm. And you call yourself a hobnob fan? I do. Honestly, the amount of disapproving looks coming your way right now—I
1: know. I'm. I'm actually slightly scared for my safety, Honestly, but no, I don't even think I can speak. But <laughs> take mine I take my meeting seriously, like you know, we have many. Delicious.
3: Well, at this point, I will tell you then. Thank you. Oh, so please, <laughs> this the stand stand like, please can yes. someone say
0: anything? <laughs>
3: and I doubt you if you'll have heard of them. They're made in Ireland, and oh. they're called Kimberly's Yes, I've heard of them. A few, I've and heard of them, and they're like. Soft ginger yep. sponge cake with mallow in the middle. Yes, Ooh.
2: yes. And so I,
3: oh, yeah. But now they do them with a the chocolate covering. <sighs> do they? Yes, they oh, do.
2: I've had them a few times because my dad actually likes them, um, and I've had them a few times. Time.
3: Well, I used to get them from a corner shop before they set up these sort of counters for mm. all the different types of food that you can buy. You know, yeah. like you can go to a Polish section in the supermarket now. Mm. But this, um, this was an Indian shop. And he sold these biscuits that came from Ireland, and I was just fascinated because mm. I hadn't had them since I was a child, because um, my mum and dad came from the south of Ireland. So, you know, and my one of my uncles worked at the factory where they were made. So, you know, what like an yes. yeah.
1: This is like a Charlie in the Chocolate Factory yeah, thing going it really on. Is. Yeah. So, uh, when's the next flight to yeah, Ireland? Uh, Charlie's literally <laughs> I looking I it up. You can get, get it online. online. Oh, that's fine yeah. then. Yeah. Saves all that hassle. Yeah. Um, of
3: course, they come by the box as opposed to the packet,
0: but
1: you know, that's cheaper. That's well, fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. people are panic buying toilet rolls and all that kind of stuff at the moment. Yeah, I feel so like
0: yeah. panic buying biscuits is <laughs> I <laughs> I the least we can do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think so, yes.
1: Uh, so, I think we should actually ask about writing because I need to get out of this writer's block and I feel like no one could get me out of this other okay. than these people around the table. So, Maggie, what are you working on right now?
3: Yeah. Uh, Right. Well, what am I working on? I've sort of um, moved away from the poetry, and I'm into—I don't know. if They say creative writing because all writing's creative. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing more short sto- stories, flash fiction. I've done some stuff for a local radio station. Wait, and, what?
0: Uh, yeah. yeah. She just slips
3: that in there. <laughs> yeah. <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm—I'm I'm loving the. The freedom, yeah. because with poetry you do have constraints. I tend to ignore most of them, but they are there mm-hmm. anyway. So to be given carte blanche to write about anything, and my my poems usually tell a story anyway. Mm. So to be given that wider breath, so I'm I'm very happily plodding away with story writing, um, and that comes after probably two or three years of mediocre writing achievements but like you I had two years of writer's block
1: Mm. it's annoying when that gets in it it
3: really is and do you know I didn't realise how much I took for granted that you can write until you're there and you know it's it's no good picking the pen up and saying write anything for Mm. 10 minutes it just doesn't happen because you don't actually want to. Yeah. You, you will yourself to, but the, the actual desperation to put something on paper isn't there. Mm.
1: I'd rather, I don't know about you guys, but I would rather take my time and write 500 good quality words than yeah. rush it and write 2,000 out, yeah. Like, yeah. off quality. Yeah.
0: I think it depends some... on what I'm working on. Um, yeah, it depends on what I'm working on. If I'm working on something that's made up of short flashes, mm-hmm. I would rather take my time with each of those. Yeah. Yeah. But if I'm working on a novel that's going to have its guts pulled out, tied together, and stuff back in at the end of the process, anyway, <laughs> relatable. Um, yeah. <laughs> then, then I might just say, well, if I can get 2,000 mm. words down today, I can fix them tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. So I think it. I think it depends from, I mean, for me.
1: I think it's um, about momentum, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You, know, you do build up a bit of a head yeah, of steam. Yeah,
3: Like. And I think with a story as well, it's something you can go back to once you've done your poem. It's it's done. It's it's out there, and so you've got to you've got to start again. But if you go back to a book and you read a chapter, or just you know refresh a character, you think, oh yeah, and. On the second or third reading, you might find, as you probably have, that that character is totally different to mm. the one you envisaged in the first yeah, place. Yeah. I'm it's... scared to
1: go back to my characters. I don't know <laughs> yeah. what they're doing.
3: <laughs> well, that's it.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, how did you get there? I didn't mean you to go there. you will do that. Go
1: back over
0: there. So. there I mean, like we've talked about it once when I was editing. I don't know whether it was copycat or play. I'm Phoenix but, copycat. Um, but I was doing an edit of, of one particular chapter that had whatever problem in it that, that the editor had found. About halfway through, a character spoke who I didn't know was there. Oh. <laughs> it's like hi, I'm oh, here. I'm here. Yeah. Well, that's a problem because I didn't actually know that you were in the room while this was, while this was taking place.
1: Astral projection, yeah, that'll be what it is. Yeah, that'll be what it is. Throw an astral projection. But that's into a the run. nice
3: thing about it. You, you get taken by surprise with a poem. You know where you go yeah. with it. Sometimes it wavers a little bit, but not often. Not like fiction or fact that you're okay. interpreting. Into a
0: story yeah, yeah completely yeah. and I think as well with, with fiction and I know this makes me sound terribly like by the seat of my pants writing rather than planned writing but but sometimes in fiction you write things just because they feel right yes. like in the context of whatever the story yes. is or whatever yeah. the chapter is yeah. you're like I might not have planned for this but it feels like the right thing to do so I'm going to go with it and just see what happens mm. see what happens at the end of this journey yeah. and you can't You can't do that with poetry like you can't start in one place and think I'll tangentially end up over here because people will be able to make sense of it like there's no there's there's not necessarily meant to be a twist Mm. in in poetry and I like that in fiction you're oh god and this this sounds really harsh against poetry but I feel like with fiction you're looking for ways to surprise people yeah yeah um, whereas in poetry, you're trying to elicit
1: a different kind of yeah. response. Yeah, yeah. I, would, yeah, I would agree with that. I like, I think I said it when I was writing um, when I was writing Heartbound, the first novel. It was I sort of planned out what was going to happen roughly uh, because that's what my teacher taught me to do. I was 16 at the time. Yeah. Bear with me. Um, so I sort of knew roughly where they were going, and then it got to maybe one of the middle chapters somewhere around there. They just flew off on the other in the other way, and actually, I was like. Thank you for doing that because I had no idea where the story was going, even though I planned it. It was it was kind of just plodding along. nothing yeah, was really yeah. happening, um, and then suddenly this wild tangent gets thrown in, and I sort of it sort of re-energizes the story. I think um, that sounds really critical of my own work. Um, but like, you know, you're meant to be. to be, aren't you? Yeah, not, not mm-hmm. in
0: like a self-deprecating way, but like you're meant to be able to be self-critical because otherwise, how do you get anything done? Yeah. yeah,
1: you just want the story to develop and. Yeah fly and spread its own wings, really. And I think uh, I remember reading the uh, writing the climax of it. I was on a bus going from Lund- uh, London. No, I wasn't. Leicester to Coventry, and uh, floods of tears. So I made oh, myself cry gosh, on a, not. and not because I was going back to Coventry for university. Uh-huh. I was like, yeah. Isn't that
0: like an old adage that's like sent no, to Coventry. no tears in
1: the writer, mm. no tears in the reader? Yep. Yeah, it, yeah. it got me. I was like, because it's quite a personal connection mm. and. To go back to like going off tangent and off east, yeah. I think it wouldn't, I wouldn't have had that response if I'd yeah. carried on the mm. way I was writing. So, yeah, I
0: think that makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it just sense. arises, he's trying to squeeze through. Hi, uh, <laughs> <lion>.
2: Ant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Lion. laughs> <laughs> I'm <to> be discreet.
1: <laughs> Dude, there's no discreetness on this podcast. Sorry, <laughs> Ant's <right>. not
0: here. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I think uh, you have to have that reaction to your own writing sometimes though, because like, If you're looking for a certain reaction in other people, surely you're the best judge for that? Uh, Oh, gosh, yes.
3: I mean, as you you know, I'm a performance poet, Mm. so for me to get uh, the poetic ah or a Mm. laugh, you know,
1: Success.
0: Yes, yeah. yes. I that, go that's a the, successful poet
1: I always go by success being how many people in the audience have I made cry? <laughs> um,
0: yeah, that's because you're a cruel, cruel man. Yeah,
1: <laughs> true, <laughs> accurate. I'll wear that proudly.
3: I, I don't actually go for the cry, but the. Oh.
0: That'll yeah. do. Yeah. The
1: emotion. That, that, that sits
0: yeah. comfortably. Yeah. Um, have you two ever heard Maggie's David Beckham poem? No. I have not. Oh, oh my God, it's a thing of the oh, Thank fr- <laughs> you. The first time I heard it, I w- it must have been years ago, yeah. and I can't have known you for very long. Because when did I when did I start performing in Worcester? 2014, I think. Yeah. Um, so I can't have known me for very long. For the first time I heard it, but
1: Maggie has a poem at her appreciation. Of oh. Beckham. I mean, to be fair, that dude is very oh. good looking.
3: Well, it's all yeah. about kin film and bondage. I can't say anymore on radio.
1: Yeah, you can. You're not on radio. <laughs> <laughs> You're on a podcast then. No. A podcast. different rules. <laughs> yeah,
0: OK. But the um, only rule is there are no rules. Yeah, yeah. so um, Maggie's <laughs> David <for> Beckham poem <laughs> is particularly raunchy. That is all. lot to <laughs> say on the
1: matter. Oh, my God. Uh, is it going to
0: make me look at David Beckham in a very different I'll way? I'll tell you what, no. it's going to make you
3: look at Maggie in a very yeah. different way. Fair <laughs> point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I performed... Uh, there some students sat at the front of the room... And uh I started with the first two lines which I've since dropped. Um, oh okay. Yeah. And they, they put the glasses down and I thought, like, what's going on here? This old deer, you know, <laughs> stood up there talking like this. I thought, oh good, I've got a bit of attention here. <laughs>
1: yeah. but, oh, I, I love doing it,
3: it's one of my very, very favourites because of Yeah. People what don't expect it? me to come out with it.
1: Absolutely. I mm-hmm. mean I really didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what we we love about po- or I love about poetry. Just throw something, um, the mother of all curveballs out there. Yeah, in, completely. In a way that nobody else can. Yeah,
0: yeah, that is the beauty of it. Um, so I think it's probably time for more tea.
1: Yeah, after that little Yeah, that'll.
0: after after the after the David Beckham interlude, I think we'll be formally known from here on. Um, yeah, I think we were we are gonna go and load up on some more tea. I think so. And then grill Maggie a little bit more. Yeah. Not not
1: literally. No. Because that would be cruel. It Just would gently. be
3: cruel, yes. I've I've got a birthday party to organise this afternoon, so I can't
2: be grilled, thank you.
3: Okay,
1: okay. Just lightly fried. Yeah, like yeah, fried. yeah, okay,
2: we'll fine. go we
0: can that. do that. me done both sides. me done both <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, I, I can actually my new favourite. <laughs> yeah, me done both sides. On both fry. Oh gosh. Okay,
1: right, we need to like call it a day now before yeah, yeah. something else yeah. comes out wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's call it there. We'll be back before we lightly fry Maggie. Back in a sec. So we've made it to the end. Um, Somehow, by some wild coincidence. I, don't,
0: I swear to God these recordings get quicker and quicker in terms of like when you said we've been recording for X amount of time I thought we have not.
1: <laughs> we have yeah. Audacity does not lie. <laughs> um so yeah, we we made it. Thank ma- thank you very much Maggie for being on uh, the episode it's been, today. It's
3: been great. We've looked it's, we've
1: loved having it. It's
3: been great. It's um, been great.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I've loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, see so if I tried to do that, I'd probably end up in sorting the whole of the West Midlands. Yeah, um, you
0: have to be you have to be a West Midlander for a certain amount of years before you. Sorry can Dan. Oh,
1: yes. I'm, I'm an East Midlander.
2: Sorry
0: Dan, the rest of us are from West Midlands. Yeah, we've, you... do, we've done our time in the West we Midlands.
2: We've done our time, our time in Liverpool and allowed,
0: but you,
3: you're from Leicester. Yes. I'm from the East. Mm-hmm. You have not been here enough years yet. Um, see, see, I'm getting slightly posher now that I've spent more time in Worcester. Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: yeah it's not of. a bad thing my no. mom has lived here for 25 plus years now and and oh god i hope she won't listen to this she
2: probably um,
0: will I even even <laughs> hi mom sorry um even now some words come out like with the twang of it because like mm. she grew up in the black country oh. and you can sometimes mm. there is an undercurrent of it like in certain vowel sounds and stuff I have and heard stuff. That. like yeah yeah people are never poor they're poor. poor and they don't and you don't go down you go down <laughs> um, <laughs> but i like it i really like the black country accent i know that people have like very strong divisive opinions mm. on it but I, my grandparents have it like impenetrably like there is no shift in that um and i I think because my grandparents have it i find it really comforting Mm. to hear like a black country Dudley west brom accent
3: well i've worked in west brom for a couple of years it was like in a different country (laughs) it really was the only perk was it was just down the road from the West Bromwich Albion Football Club. Oh, okay. So I did see some stars. Oh,
0: yes. wow,
3: very nice. Yes. That is a pair. Yes, and I did go out with one of the goalkeepers.
0: Oh! oh. oh. Yes, but that, that's for another chance. That's like two biscuits and books after hours. Yes!
1: <laughs> the, yeah. uh, the uncensored version. Yeah.
0: yeah.
3: The, the only thing I find out, I've been in um, Worcester, well, close to Worcester for about 30 odd years. And when people say town, I always think Birmingham. Okay, <laughs> I, I never think Worcester. Yeah, I'm going to town. Oh, yeah, okay. At least. Yeah. Well,
1: no, when's the next show? Are you tra- train training yet?
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean Worcester?
0: Worcester's not town.
1: Uh, I thinking. think that's the thing across the board.
0: Yeah. Uh. Um. Before we all go and have our little Sunday afternoon nap, and before Maggie goes to plan her birthday party, uh-huh. uh-huh. um, what exciting things are you doing around the county right now? Tell tell all. Right. What am I doing? Um, what
1: well,
3: well, actually, it's a bit of a negativity one. To begin with, I am stepping back from Licence to Rhyme. I started off here in Worcester with Speakeasy, myself and co-curator Fergus, the wonderful Fergus, and we decided that we would like to be a little bit more close to Birmingham, so we set up our own, which was licensed to write, or we were going to set up our own, and unfortunately things didn't quite work out for Fergus, so I started it on my own and ask my mate oh, Spaz Ah, the if he would co-host with me so we've been doing that for the past three years but now that I want to write and I want yeah. to do more and we've had some wonderful times but I think it's, it's time for me to step back a little bit and give it to the youngsters so uh, hopefully we will have Jemima Hughes Ooh, okay. uh, co-hosting with Spars, who will also be co-hosting with Tom McCann. So they'll alternate between yeah. them. But of course, that gets me to the open mic whenever I want, Yay. you know. So you know, if I want to hog it, I'll just names. go and hog it. So uh, yeah, I'll still be there. Um, so it's still on for anybody who loves poetry. Uh, this Monday is first, first first Monday of the month. Second Monday of the month. Second, of Second of Monday of the month. You they've had too much tea. When you said <laughs> it, I was like, is it? <laughs> Second Monday of the month, uh, which happens to be tomorrow. So tomorrow we've got Dan Simpson. Okay. Of, um, he's a Burning Eye poet. And our guest poet is Clive Burney, who is the founder of Burning Eye Books. Next month we've got the... Emma Purse House, Steve Pottinger, oh. uh, and not on Facebook, Dave Pitt. Poets. <laughs> and protagonists. Yes. Yes. Try saying that five times. We've also got the wonderful Ash Dickinson. Oh, wow. Coming along. Last time we had it, he very generously offered to do a workshop. Oh, I was there. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, I was so, there. We
0: had the best time. Yeah,
3: yeah. So, uh, you know. And, uh, I don't know what Spaz has got lined up, if anything is yet, because I've sort of left him with <laughs> headliners till June-July time. So, um, so all welcome. Lovely. Um, yeah, and nice, where is it? Where's the venue? That is at Jojo Jim's, which is in Rednail, Birmingham. Uh, easy by train, or the bus stops outside from Birmingham. It has food, it has drink as well. Sold. <laughs> it's Ooh. a bit quirky, very nice place. So, you know, all welcome. Lovely. I'm actually doing a night with Roy McFarlane and Liz Lefroy this coming Tuesday at Coleshill Library and apart from that they're sort of projects that I'm halfway through apart from one that really should get aired which is my book
2: Yes. and
3: I was um, fortunate enough to be on radio for about 7 years every month for about 7 years and I've done a collection of poems that I used and wrote over that time, so uh, not quite my performance usual stuff, but you know, anybody who listens to the radio and can tolerate a two or three minute poem they'll
1: be in the book. <laughs> I think we can more than tolerate <laughs> yeah, that
0: <laughs> yeah
1: and then some oh yeah, yeah so I actually it, did that as well when I did the launch tour of my collection I actually read a couple uh, out on a radio station see I would love to do that like do a three minute poem every month on, the, uh, not on the
2: radio
1: I'm it's brilliant yeah. um, because it's like Worcester
2: News uh, <laughs> listening news <laughs> What's the News Hereford and Worcester yeah, yeah. Tammy Gooding show yeah
3: everyone's
1: yeah. listening everyone's Aww. everyone's tuning into us <laughs> Um, you know, it's it's just a great experience. I loved it. It felt slightly odd because you know, where do you start? I'm used to people. Yeah. You know, you finish and there's a yeah. polite round of applause, mm-hmm. and haven't been heckled. Um, <laughs> well. Only a dear, re- uh, dear reader, only a dear listener.
0: Yeah, only a dear listener <laughs> by the life. host. Taunts <laughs>
1: now. Yeah, you get heckled by the host if yeah. I don't. Only
0: if you click. Okay, fair
1: enough. You know that's not, that's oh. not
2: even. I'm not showing my performance. Oh. I'm now, sorry.
3: Somebody did, somebody did that at one night of mine, and I thought, I'll just have to a very nice lady, but I thought, I don't do clicking.
1: No. I'm, do. I'm sorry. I'm so with I, you, honestly. I, I, it, was <laughs> it was an inadvertent reaction. I, I would
3: rather them get up and leave than click.
0: I went mental only because the night before I'd been performing at a venue in Birmingham and it was a very clicky venue and I was and I was having like a hard time with my health and I had the old fibro fog going on and I was really struggling to concentrate on what I was listening to but I really wanted to be like present and actively listening and and appreciating things and all around me there was just this the whole time (laughs) (laughs) and I thought it's like having tinnitus I'm going to need you to stop clicking because I can't actually hear your reason for clicking. Yeah, yeah. Well, Too anyway, much. I just
3: think <laughs> it's so, so rude. I, I read of something similar, Nelson Mandela when he was incarcerated, apparently they, they used to get together and sort of like, uplift each other and they would tell stories and do poems and what have you but of course they they couldn't be heard clapping or anything Mm. because all these meetings were in secret Mm. and they used to just rub their palms together as a sign of appreciation I think we'll do that (laughs) and I (laughs) thought that was, but this clicking now it was an
1: inadvertent reaction
0: yeah better I think you're
1: fine, <laughs> right? But you
3: will know better next time. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I
0: was well interested in talking about this. But
2: he's like, just so we're clear. Just so we're clear. <laughs> yes, you in a performance by your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, I'm like, I appreciate the support between you two, but none of I was yeah. still up. what's
2: that clicking on this? Yes. Still-
0: Did you think you got tinnitus? Is that what yeah, it? Yeah,
2: <laughs> you know, I was still up. <laughs> am I, I, I something I don't
0: know what's going on. Okay. Listeners, help
1: me out. (laughs) Well,
0: I can't go on forever about about the problems with clicking. Um... Maggie, thank you very much for coming and hanging out with us. Yeah. It's been a real pleasure to yeah. sit and talk books for an hour. We have loved it. Yeah. This is the I best, just keep best waiting job. for the biscuits. It's all a fraud, folks. Yeah,
3: it is all a fraud. There's
0: yeah. been tea but yeah. no biscuits. Yeah, there was a promise of
3: biscuits. Yeah, we have biscuits.
0: They even have my favourite, but no I'm gonna appear. I'm gonna hand deliver a parcel, that's what I'm gonna do. Okay. I'm gonna try and get all of them into one <laughs> into one little biscuit hamper. And also
1: <laughs> on that topic, be the change to like cake hamper things oh, they have yeah, that cake
0: club, so. club and they also have brownies downstairs so if you feel robbed
1: of it, i'm not a brownie fan You're not no? a
0: brownie no.
1: fan oh we'll see what else they've got what, we will convert the cookie. Yeah. we will convert you into the ways yeah. of brownie well
3: it's been an absolute treat to be with you so Likewise. thank you very much for asking me and mm. um,
0: Let's do it again sometime. Yeah, right? <laughs> we'll do an after hours version right? of oh yeah. where we can air the David oh, Beckham poem. Yes. <laughs> I'd have a rant about clicking. Yeah, yeah. a rant more about clicking. I'm yeah. not bad, not one single poem. Not one single poem. Yeah. Or you can finish with a poem if you want to. Shall I? Yes. Shall I so, um, Yeah, do it. now you've now you bought it. you yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I haven't sort of sat here. Um you've oh, like, got oh, me as well. Awesome.
3: <laughs> I do I do lots of various things like uh, Lord Mayor, not not Lord Mayor, we don't have a Lord Mayor of Worcester, mayor's banquets and volunteering days and stuff for the university. Um, But I was also asked to contribute to Strictly Worcester, which is a charitable organisation and they have a good cause every year, and usually at the Chateau-Impney they put on a night, mm-hmm. which is very much run like Strictly. People practise their dances from the beginning of the year, and I think it goes on in about May. And the year I was at, which was 2017, when I was asked to perform, um, they raised something like 130,000 for a scanner. Oh at wow. Goodness. Royal Worcester Hospital. So, I also have an alter ego, which is the Merry Widow. So I, I write as she, as well as being a decadent diva poet, as well. Oh, yeah, you get bored with the same one person. i <gasps> be one <aren't>. person <laughs> when you can be three. Why <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> So this is uh, the one I wrote for the Strictly Worcester charity event The Merry Widow Gets a Dance Trophy. I was filled with delight when I got the invite from the Strictly Worcester team. The invite named me, though I'm 73. I was flattered, you know what I mean? How could I refuse to put on dancing shoes, cha cha cha, in front of a crowd? Have a man hold me tight on a bright starlit night? Of course I said yes, it's allowed. The training was tough, my partner got rough, but without pain there's no gain, so they say. I stayed focused and keen, my body grew lean, and we still had a few weeks till May. Costumes were made and golden hands sprayed, I lost some more weight off my bum. I now waltzed like a pro, the belle of the show, move over, Miss Widicum. I was ever so glad my incontinence pad fitted so well in my thong, well, when you're up on the stage at my tender age, you don't want things to go wrong. But my fishnets weren't right. Were a terrible sight, what with varicose veins poking through. Wardrobe were brill, told me to chill, and dyed them a contrasting blue. I took to the stage in sequins and beige. Didn't win, but oh, what the heck. I've no right to moan, because I took him home. My own little Anton Dubey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Maggie, that was excellent. Oh, I love that. About two thirds of the way through, Dan and I both started cracking up at the same time, and we were like, "Hold it, hold, hold it. it!" So yeah, you have to have a giggle, and it's, it's
3: fun being several personalities. Yeah, right, I bet. That's, especially yeah. when the other
0: ones are like that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, she's a right goer. Yes. Oh, good grief! What a high note to finish on? I Thanks, love Maggie. Thank you so much, all sides of Maggie Doyle. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you very much to all, all of the. (laughs) Um, Do you want to do the honour of doing the socials? I think I should do the honour of doing the socials. Okay, so to keep on top of all our craziness, uh, you can of course find us on the social medias. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll start off with the easy ones first. (laughs) Facebook. Yep. Yep. We'll start with the book the Facebook the, fi- the book yeah um, just literally search for Tea Biscuits and Books Podcast we should pop up yep um, on Twitter 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 we are <laughs> try, to, try to say not five times faster I thought faster you got a stutter than... <laughs> Twitter Twitter uh, we are at TBB underscore podcast. Okay. Um, and on Instagram this is where we need the deep breath as everyone knows by now if you've mm-hmm. tuned in from all seven episodes we are at T the drink obviously underscore books, underscore podcast. I've missed our biscuits, haven't I? Yeah. (laughs) So from the top, start again. (laughs) again. You have one job (laughs) We are at tea, like the drink, underscore biscuits, like the thing you eat, underscore books, like the things you read, write, and dog ear, Charlie, Uh, underscore podcast, like the thing you listen to. And I think that's it. I feel um, no shame. <laughs> and uh, for anyone else who wants to drop us a line about uh, any recommendations, anything you want us to do more more of, drink more caffeine, we're all we're all about that. Yeah. Uh, we also have an elephant mail uh, email, which is at podcast at gmail.com.
0: Do you ever check the email?
1: No. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I
2: always forget that like, there is an email. But I think I'm just
1: like, oh, so, like there's an email. I hasten to add, we oh. do occasionally check said email because it pops up on my phone. So. Oh. Okay. Most, oh, okay. Of, fine, most fine. of the time, most of the time, it's spam from Google. Uh,
0: you can be held yeah. responsible
1: then. Oh, thanks. Yeah,
0: you can take the lead on that.
1: <laughs> Treat yourself. You take the lead on it. Oh, <laughs>
0: Dan. Um, Great. if you want to keep up with this individually, um, Maggie, what's your Twitter handle? Good question.
1: <laughs> we actually yeah. don't know. Yeah. Oh, I agree. your
0: Twitter, Twitter handles. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna do a strategic thing. I str- 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 will be updating
3: everything. So within the, the next few weeks, I should have, have my website updated, Ooh. and a Twitter thingy doobree.
1: A thingy doobree. Yeah. Is that literally know? the app name? Thingy doobree. Yeah.
3: I don't do Instagram
2: or anything mm. like. that. Uh, well, mine is my Twitter is little re underscore. I think that's right. Correct. Instagram is how to ninety eight, and then uh, you can find me on Facebook Rihanna Elizabeth Levine.
1: Well done. I like how you look at me just to clarify I the know, I'm social just, media. channels I did, even I, 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 really, the part. I just do it
0: automatically. So I'm just like. Oh. No.
1: And Charlie, what are yours?
0: Um, on Facebook, you can search for Charlie Barnes Writer and my page should pop up. Um, on the Twitter and on the Instagram, I am at Charlie, spelled C-H-A-R-L-E-Y, blogs, and that's the same handle on both of them. Um, so when you find an account on Instagram that's just tons of book pictures
1: one after mm-hmm. the other,
0: that'd be me. Yeah. That, you
1: know, lots of glorious looking books. Yeah, it's all about the book porn on Instagram. I'm glad you said it. <laughs> yeah, it's the only reason (laughs)
0: I use that social media honestly (laughs) (laughs)
1: um and muggins here me uh on the book i am daniel burton author uh you can find me on twitter at dj burton 007 because i think i'm james bond um and instagram i'm at dan burton 10 because why not because you also want to be a footballer
3: Yes.
0: yes yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Um, I have done a strategic search for Maggie on Twitter and cannot find her. You know, <laughs> it, it will
3: have lapsed a long time ago, but so I've got it. Facebook and yeah. I've got the
0: website. Yeah. yeah, so you can search for Maggie and she's done tons of stuff. So if you Google Maggie Doyle Poet Laureate <laughs> or Maggie Doyle Worcestershire or any, any of those. any of those combinations put yeah. together, yeah. Um, you will find information about her. Um, and I think that's us done.
1: We are. We are there. We made We're it. We've cooked.
0: We've reached the end. We've cooked. We've been lightly
1: grilled and fried. Yeah, Indeed. we've been highly
0: meat either side. And I didn't, I didn't feel a thing. You're very gentle with it,
1: Maggie. <laughs> oh, good grief. Um,
0: so, thank you, Maggie. Thank and you. thank you, Be The Change. Yes, and thank you, Charlie. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, yeah, you. Okay. thanks Thank everyone.
1: you Thanks, everyone. And Please. thanks to the dogs. Oh yeah, and thanks for the dogs. That was a really fun
0: introduction as well. We love the doggos. Um, so stay tuned and we'll see you next month.
1: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. See you guys, take care.